What's up, guys? Tug of more. What's up, y'all? We are in Studio 37, <laughs> version C. Yep. We're here. What are you even doing right now? I have cotton candy, and I'm very excited about it. Oh, if you are listening to the tug of more, what you're unable to know is that Whitney has a giant uh, carnival child-sized <laughs> cotton candy it's grape flavored. thing in her hand. Grape-flavored? That's what they told me. It just huh. tastes like sugar, but it's amazing. Yeah. If you, so if you're, if you're listening, you can't see it, and cotton candy is a silent, silent edible uh, uh, food. That's true. That's why No one hears you crunching that. popcorn. No, but... When you're tugging into more and you're you're leading an organization. Okay, what's let's see you awesome try to pull is, this into connecting. I'm not. But what's <laughs> awesome is they bought a cotton candy machine for the fall festival extravaganza. Oh, which yeah. Which is not what it's called, but. No, it's Wednesday. And I'm benefiting off of it. You're benefiting. It's Wednesday right now. So our whole student ministry team is prepping yeah. for youth service. And apparently I walked through and they had a bunch of toilet paper on oh. the stage pumpkins and pumpkin pie balloons balloons cotton candy and so many kit kat bars that it was essentially the devil they're tempting do, me they're doing s'mores s'more what s'more they're s'more s'more what but yeah that's shmore. a t-shirt that i want to make easton we got to make that t-shirt oh it's already october though <laughs> no we can we keep missing the fall with my their s'more t-shirt the s'more but i think we'll be fine i have a cotton candy story tell tell it so uh in my younger years, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to eat that whole thing. A hundred percent. Pastor Whitney is going to be <laughs> in full uh, sugar rush mode. I'll be like a toddler. I'll be like super excited and then crash right at in the end. In three minutes, Whitney will be talking 90% <laughs> go, of go, the go. conversation. I uh, went to some friends from some friends wedding, maybe some of Rachel's friends wedding. Probably. And they realized that they had a struggle. They hired this company to do a bunch of catering stuff. And one of the things they wanted to do was have cotton candy served at their reception but like there's nobody to run the cotton candy machine of course they didn't and so if you don't know you like pour sugar into this thing it heats it up and it spins and then as it spins it throws out spider webs of candy yeah yeah and you take a little paper cone and you spin it around and so so i had never made cotton candy before but at this large wedding i turned into a carny you were a carny. I transitioned that? from a person who's just coming to the wedding with my beautiful wife <laughs> to now my wife has hired me out like an indentured wait servant. A minute, wait a minute. You saw a need and you <laughs> ran into the situation hey, to meet, be a hero? Hey, see a need and that fill it. That is such a strange contradiction <laughs> I was of singing, exactly who you are. I was singing, I can be your hero baby to my <laughs> wife the whole time helping her friend's wedding. So funny. anyways, I am making the cotton candy yeah. and it goes on for hours and I make literally hundreds of <laughs> cotton candy funnels and ha- pass them out well uh rachel and i we traveled for this wedding so we were staying the night at some people's house this is like before we had kids and yeah. before we had two nickels to rub together say, you're a young so, adult yes yeah, so when you're traveling you're sleeping in a spare bedroom you're like who's got a room for me yeah so we're sleeping in a spare bedroom get this on the floor because they did not have oh furniture because they're also Cause they're young also adults, young adults. <laughs> exactly. and so rachel and i we go back and uh we're sleeping and in the middle of the night, like 2 a.m., I feel hot. And I'm like, dude, what in the world? And so I get up. I, I promise on my life this story is completely true. Okay. In the middle of the night, I feel hot. It's I get up. It's not a pastor story? No, it's not a pastor story. <laughs> I get up. I stumble into the bathroom of these people's house. And I turn the light on. And you know how you got like sleepy eyes you can't really see? I look at myself and I am not my skin color. What had happened to you? I didn't know. 
and I look at myself <laughs> and I rub my eyes and I am covered in black ants. One million ants are all over. What did you do? My I was covered in cotton candy sugar. And then I get back, I just take my clothes off, I lay on a sleeping bag, and I go to sleep. Did you jump in the shower? What yeah. do you do oh, to yeah. get off? So I, I, first of all, That's I have an existential crisis. <laughs> I freak out yeah. a little bit. I jump in the shower, and I just rinse these ants, and I look down, and it's like it looks like mud is flowing off of my body as I wash these ants off. I hope, that, and there's, I hope the ant lovers of the world don't report you for murdering that many ants. Forget in your ants. One forget your ants. I'll murder some bees and okay, some worms. Okay. And worms. so I got, a, I got a worm murder story too. Of course and you so, And so I rinsed them all off and I go in there and told Rachel and she freaks out. And then we, we went in the room and slept on the couch. Yeah. And our friends that we're staying with said, oh yeah, we have had some ants on that side of the house. Oh, so come sleep on the floor here. <laughs> What great friends. So that's every time I see cotton candy, that's what I think of. Do you, we had not known each other very long uh, years and years and years ago. And we went to a child birthday party. And remember they had cotton candy? You probably don't remember this. Oh, I remember. Yeah, I and remember exactly I who it was. I ate like 16, not really, but probably seven. Well, it was also, we didn't know y'all enough. And Aaron, my friend, a.k.a. Winnie's husband. Yes. He's my friend, also known as your husband. <laughs> He, Aaron will go hard if Winnie starts eating a bunch of junk. Mm -hmm. He don't, me, uh-uh. Rachel could eat 39 gallons of ice cream. I ain't saying nothing to her. Aaron, Winnie oh, has yeah. two pieces of sugar-free bubble gum. Yeah. He's on it. He's saying something. He's like, what are you doing, girl? This dude went in on Whitney and she didn't even care. I don't care. She you know just, what I did? I did the double down. I yeah. ate seven of them instead. I'll tell you what she did. She pushed down a four-year-old until it gets cotton candy. <laughs> I sure did. They also had a clown at that party. Yes. But like a disturbing rental. Yeah, it was scary. Yeah, it was weird. That's maybe why I ate all the candy because I was nervous. Nope, it's not why. <laughs> I don't know. But yes, uh, man, I don't know. I like cotton candy because it's fun. It just it melts in your mouth, not yeah. your hand. So what is that? Easy. That's M&M? Yeah, or Skittles. I don't know. I, don't, I think it's m and Let's talk about this room we're in because it's different than the rooms we've been in before. Okay, so this is the same room that we had our longer-term permanent You're studio. Right. But then... Our uh, second long-term studio? So we've done some renovations to it. Yeah. Once we get it done, what we'll do is we'll have Easton de-tripod the camera yeah. and we'll give you a tour of yeah. the place. Behind the curtain. Behind the curtain of Even the tug of more. curtains, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, so this is... We're still going to set up wires all over the floor. Whitney littering, Whitney actively littering. Uh, yeah, so here we are. That's true. And so a little bit more casual in the chair vibe than instead of at it? the business table vibe. You're still too far. We're still too far away. Or yeah, something. I liked our big table. I know. Uh, but it was too big. It was big. So we had to change it. Something we say all the time is that ministry is an experiment. <sighs> and the truth is, life is kind of an experiment. Like, yeah. We've learned that we have to adjust and shift and change things. And so welcome to the Tug of More. We're actually going to talk about something today that is going to hopefully be beneficial and helpful in people's life, right? Yeah. Well, what you just said is it, that w you have to decide that, I mean, we're pastors. Yeah. So our context of leadership is ministry. Right, right, right. And you have to decide and be okay with the fact that ministry is a experiment. Absolutely. But a lot of times me growing up, uh, like when I was first in ministry, I thought that what it was, was like, get it perfect, get it figured mm -hmm. out, have every T crossed and I dotted before you launch anything. Yeah. Because if you don't have it figured out, then you're going to look like an idiot when it goes bad. 
the problem with that is it hinders you from ever trying anything new. Right. The Bible says that if you wait until perfect conditions, you'll one never get anything favorite, done. It's one of my favorite verses because I think so often we wait until it looks like what we think it should look like. What we've seen other people do is mm-hmm. a huge one. Uh, or what we think the other people think it should look like. Which we've got podcasts on that subject. Um, we did one called I Don't Give a Crap. I was going to say Don't Give a Crap, right? Yeah. yeah. That, there, because we allow ourselves to get caught in like waiting for perfection and like no it's never going to be perfect because life's not perfect because we're humans and so we're just going to try and i think something you and i've been like really accepting in this season is like it's okay if we shake it up we've said it all the time but we've like gotten to this point now of like we're going to change everything if we have to and yeah. be okay with it. You think Taylor Swift, she, she, she says you got to shake it off. Shake it off. We say you got to shake it up. Shake it up. Yes. So many times, man, people don't start things because they don't have the perfect. Now, listen, you got to have a plan. Yeah. You got to have a plan. We're not saying be an idiot and have no plan and just be no. out there doing stupid stuff. But like you're never, you're never going to be able to think of every single um, scenario. scenario. Like, listen. If you're if you're Elon and you're shooting people in rockets into outer space, then maybe you need to really work on every single detail yeah. because literally there's a billion dollars in someone's life right. on the line. But if you're like wanting to start a new women's discipleship class, right? Like maybe you don't need six months of curriculum already written. Yeah. Or even You know what I'm saying? No, a hundred percent. No, that I think Maybe if you're trying to hire somebody and you know what they need to do and what their job is, but you only know what their job description is like 60% of the way. We've that, never done that. That doesn't mean that you need to wait until you have their perfect la- lane right. for them to run in. Yes. And so you're saying it doesn't have to be perfect for you to start, but also uh, like you don't have to have it all figured out for it to start. But also so often we get stuck uh-huh. because we're unwilling to change it once we've started. We've started, we've been doing it, and now we've been doing it this way for as long as we've been doing it, and we're afraid if we change it up, then we're gonna look stupid. We're yeah. gonna look like we went backwards. We're gonna oh, look like- let's go into that. We're gonna look like we don't know what we're doing. Uh, and we've learned that like, uh, number one, we don't know what we're doing, uh, so that's fine. <laughs> I was just talking to a friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, you were there. Uh-huh. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine and, uh, who's a pastor and they do three ch- services on the weekend. Yeah. Saturday night mm-hmm. and two Sunday mornings. Yeah. And that model was really effective for them. In a season. In a season. But for the last two years, probably more, more than two years, like even pre COVID. Oh yeah. Their Saturday service numbers had dropped. Yeah. so significantly that like it didn't like it for us s- coming in it didn't make any sense yeah because there was enough room in the two services on sunday morning to put all the people from the saturday night yeah now i'm all about adding more seats i'm all about having another net to right. catch more people right so like if the purpose of the service is to reach people who would come on saturday that could never come on sunday then i think that it's valid yeah to keep but it didn't seem like that was the reason. It right. seemed like the reason that they didn't want to stop it is because it felt like a um, retreat. Yeah. And when I talked to him, he said, yeah, man, it just feels like we're supposed to be taking ground mm-hmm. and this feels like we're retreating. 
And I'm like, I get that. Yeah. I, dude, I super get that. I'm Mr. Went from four services to one. Right. But our auditorium grew yeah. massive. Like, right. So I get the, the yeah. feeling of like, golly, it looks like I've gotten weaker. But what about the people that are with you? Right. Like for the people that are with us, sometimes we have to be willing to say no to something to help the people that are around us. Like for us, we took a break f- from recording the tug of war right. over the summer that was only supposed to be for like four weeks and it turned into six weeks. What did it turn no, into? Eight weeks, six. 10 weeks. Yeah. It turned into a long time. I was trying but, to, but why we could have, we could have made it work. Right. Right. We could have shoved it in like to like a season where we had no extra margin, no extra space, but we could have made it happen. We could have done like three other temporary, temporary yeah, locations. But, but like it's being willing to change and that's called being flexible. Right. But all yeah, being flexible and yes, being flexible is what it is. But what that flexibility has done for us in this tug of more is allowed for new creativity, advancement, because you said the word retreat. I remember years ago, um, there's a very popular pastor in the world. Trust who, and Baba. Also you. Uh, who who uh, said that <laughs> uh, he would not call his staff retreats retreats any longer. They were staff advances because we were not going to retreat. I understand the like negative vibe of that. But the thing is. Furtick. Uh, the, yeah, that's his name. Uh, Why? I think that's a great, I mean, that's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. No, it's not a bad I'm thing. I'm saying like in the theory. Ethereally, it's a good thing and it helps shift the it helps shift the but however however uh there's a time for both there's a time for both because a retreat is also a time when you pull back to evaluate if what you've been advancing in is actually what you should still be advancing in. yeah there, there is a negative connotation to retreating as it relates to yes when you went to war you retreated and if you were losing but sometimes they had to retreat so they could go back out to the battle and actually win the battle and win the war. And so like, we can't get so stuck in like, oh no, if we look at all like we're pulling back, we're not going forward. And the, the temptation for tug of more people, for the people on tug team, for people that have the, our personality, yeah. is that I'm just gonna keep tugging. I'm gonna be exhausted. Keep on tugging. I might like like stop. You ever been like running on the treadmill and you like just jump over to the sides and yes. let the, the thing keep going? Yes, every morning at <laughs> seven a.m. when we run intervals. Anytime, but like you, you, sometimes you just got to get off for a second and like take a deep breath and actually say what's working, what's not. And I think you we've learned we got to be flexible. So the flexibility and the willing to experiment is forward and backwards. Yeah, both ways. It's, okay, let's try this, launch this, start this new thing, not 100% all the way guaranteed nailed down mm-hmm. forward, but it's also the backwards of like, dude, maybe it's time to put this puppy to bed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's time to sacrifice this sacrifice this cow. Yeah. The, the, the sacred calf. The sacred, no, I think it's good. Let's talk about a couple times we've done that. Yes, Pastor. Because there's been... A lot of times uh, that we've done both. Guys, Whitney took her. Um, what? Her. What story is he about to tell? No, oh. you took your. What's it called? The candy I you don't just know. ate? The cotton candy. The stick? cotton candy funnel. She just threw it on the ground. And now you just can't. It's stop just staring at, at me. It. Listen, hey, Oklahoma. <laughs> don't mess with Texas. Listen, they're you gonna, just littered I'm gonna, right. I'm going to throw it away. 
but we were in Oklahoma and I straight littered and I, I just to be fun. Oh. And I said to Aaron, it was, it was like I threw a piece of gum off the window. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna mess with Oklahoma all over the place. <laughs> threw my gum off the window. Oh, you're ridiculous. Okay, okay let's say? talk about when we've said go, even when we didn't have it all the way ready. I can think about like- Yeah, uh, more church. Yeah, <laughs> any moment of our, I mean- We weren't ready uh, when we went from three to four services. Yeah. We didn't have it all the way figured out, like the teams and the order and the and the things, how those can be figured out. We didn't have it all the way ready. Dude, everything that we do, no, we, have, we don't have all the way we ready. Do. That's what I was going to say. This podcast, yeah. we still don't have all the way ready. <laughs> I carried this chair in this room just now. <laughs> right. We, we like, put these, these mics on, all the people. No, we've, you said that about people earlier. Like, we've hired multiple people like, hey, come here uh, and work and then we'll figure it out. Amanda came and started working on Mondays because we had like enough Monday jobs and then we're like, but don't you want to just be your full-time, quit your doctor job yeah. as a doctor making real money, come work here a little bit and we'll figure it out as we go. And it took us a minute to figure it out, but like when we wrote our bylaws, you think they were ready to go? No, we wrote them and we went for a couple other people and said, hey, what do you think about these? And then they helped us change them up to what they actually should be. Well, okay, I'm, but the reason I think that it works is because we're willing to take critique and input yeah. while we're still figuring it out. Absolutely. Because we're willing I to think admit. The people, that, the people that want to get it all figured out 100% nailed down, it's because they don't want nobody to be able to say nothing. But if you have the attitude of let it, lots of people say something <laughs> in the process, mm -hmm. then you can figure it out. There's exactly. wisdom in, there's wisdom and counsel. Yeah, Solomon. We just we're in the middle of a big decision right now for the organization and you and I just went and had lunch. Yeah. On Monday, today's Wednesday, on Monday yeah. with a pastor who's a uh, influencer yeah. to us. A mentor. And like I didn't even know all the right questions to ask him. No. About what I'm thinking about. I was just like, "Hey man, here's what I feel like God's telling us to do. Here's the steps that I want to take. Uh, help me go." Yeah. Talk at me and yeah. just let me learn some stuff. And what was funny is uh, some of the advice he gave us, the like first initial oh. advice he gave us was what was the exact opposite of what, as we were driving up talking about it, we said we were going to do. <laughs> he said, he said, okay, well tell me your plan. And I told him my plan and he said, well, uh, I would highly advise against that. He said, <laughs> he take said, it or leave it. This is just my advice, whatever you want. But if it was me, I would do exactly the opposite of that. <laughs> but but like you have to just put yourself in a position to be teachable. Yeah. Um, and to be, but yeah, stay stay flexible. And we, to self critique yourself. That's yeah. the other piece. Some people are not willing to receive critique from other people, but then even from themselves. Mm -hmm. How many times have you and I looked at an idea that we've come up with ourselves and been like, that was silly, that didn't work. But yeah. often we like. People will make their like yeah the Easter Easter egg debacle of oh, 2021. Golly. But what if you were just holding on to like? Ooh, but we what if we do it again? <laughs> Have we already told that story on here? I don't remember. Have we Easton? But no, he says no. So for East East Easton, you didn't even have a chair. No, he didn't even have a chair to sit in and produce this how, a podcast. This is how, this is how temporary our <laughs> studio is today. Uh, so last Easter, I wanted to do like a creative fun right. thing after service ways yeah. to after party. Yeah, yeah. And so me and Brady, shout out, uh, we yes. came up with an idea in our staff meeting that we were gonna print out a banner that had the face of the devil <laughs> on the banner, like an emoji devil, yeah. in the middle of a bullseye. Yeah. And then we were gonna give people eggs 
to th- real eggs, not right. like fake eggs, like no. chicken egg yeah. to throw at, we're going to egg the devil. And uh, we had a fun name on it. Oh, what was it called? Do you remember? Uh, we had oh, a fun name on, on the banner. I don't remember. Uh, no. no, it was better than egg the bad. devil. Oh, I-, I don't know. And so, so people came out and they could throw eggs at the devil. And dude, like, it was amazing. Except for the fact that some people made missed, a giant except some people missed the whole banner. They missed the whole banner. Their egg flew over the top of the banner into oncoming walking traffic of people checking their kids out yeah. of the nursery area. Yeah. Uh, and then we bought, I think, like 30 dozen eggs. A lot. Which I don't know what that multiplies into. But you break all that yolk and it turned into a yolk it river. more than 30 dozen. I don't know. 300 dozen. 300 dozen? What I don't know. 150. There was... Brady yeah. was driving a van full of eggs. Yeah, a van full of eggs. However many eggs that <laughs> That's was. That's a lot of eggs. And there was so much yolk that it was running down across the sidewalk into the parking lot. Oh, People my are word. stepping on it. Dude, it was a horrible idea, but the greatest idea. Yeah. And like, we didn't have it all figured out, but it sure was fun and made memories, but we won't do it again. No, right. And... And unless, like people, unless, unless we, we do, do. <laughs> but people were like literally looking at you like pastor, like on that day, like yeah. this is a crazy, like what? Look at this. One, I remember one of the guys on teardown team was like, pastor, can you see this mess? Do you see what's <laughs> happening? And you like, of course, because you are the way that you are, you cleaned it up because you were like, yeah, this is my mess. I'm going to clean it up. I don't want anyone else to clean it up. But I think that that humility to say like, hey, I had this great idea. <laughs> you're, you're still owning it. You and Brady are oh, like, yeah. that's our idea. That yeah. was a great idea. But it then willingness to go, it was a great idea in theory, but it made a bigger mess than we knew. And like, people are not often willing to do that. And so you've got to be willing to take input from others. And then you have to be willing to allow yourself to self-evaluate and go, hey, I, I had a good idea, but it wasn't that great of an idea. <laughs> and I think that like, yeah. What? What, what we're really saying here in this episode yes. is start. Yeah. Like, or change or change like take the step yeah in the direction that you think that you need to take right instead of waiting to get it figured out because what happens is is we just leave stuff on a to-do list yeah instead of a i'm doing it list and mm. like once it's like okay we're making this jump on this date right then what it does is it lights a fire under everybody involved to get it figured out and it can change it can shift it can like we can make a day recently we just are changing the way we're doing like our first time guest uh experience like a uh, class kind of thing and we had it set for a certain date yeah that's and a great then, example uh tim was like hey we're not gonna be able to make it happen by this date is it okay if we push it yeah. by three weeks and we were like absolutely like because we now don't be looking willy-nilly in front of everyone but like we hadn't announced it yet right we had announced it internally not externally yeah uh just to our staff team uh, w- let's change it up you know what? We're putting it in a location that is actually not our favorite location, but we're changing it because the timing didn't work anymore. Yeah. The the availability of the staff didn't work anymore. The monstrosity of the of the thing we do on Sunday was taking so much time and energy, and our team was spread. Well, I think so it's worth giving some details. Okay, do it. Yeah, do it. So we have historically done an event called party with the pastor yeah that is like our newcomers class yeah so if you're new to the church you uh you come to this thing we do it at our north campus so like we have yeah. service in another place then we, we send them over we buy everybody lunch yeah 
and we uh, talk about the church and the history and the values and what we believe, right. and they can sign, be a partner. We've had different <clears throat> iterations of it over the last 12 years. Rachel and Aaron did it. Yeah. Pastor Tim and Spencer did it. Yeah. Now, we, me and, me yeah, and now you have been we do doing it. it. Yeah. So anyways, it worked. But then when we added back our second service, right. now that we're in the bigger auditorium, when we said, okay, it's time to go back to two services, yeah. it doesn't work as well because our second service doesn't end, and then we can't do it until like after 1.30. Yeah. 1.30 in the afternoon on a Sunday, people are done, deuces, I'm going to the game, I'm yeah, going to get Yeah, they came to eat. the 9 o'clock service to come all the way back at 1 o'clock is long. It's people too long. got stuff going on. And so with us meeting at our temporary uh, location, location Willie Pig Auditorium, there's not a, another room right. to, for us to have, we don't yeah. get a classroom. Yeah. And so where we're going to do it is in the green room, which is actually the choir teacher's classroom. Right. Which is where we have our green room. Yes. It's the worst location. Right. But it's our only option. Yeah. It's the best location and the worst location. Yeah. And there's a bunch of... Let's talk about what you mean. So when we first started talking about it, it's the worst location because um, it is the only space that we have for our staff in our like uh, worship team and all those people. It's where we have snacks to, in between services. Yeah, it's where I put my backpack down. It's where... Whitney puts her purse and her curling iron, her eyelashes on. and her right. hair extensions and 39 <laughs> pair of shoes and three dress options. Exactly. It's where we put all, <laughs> all of those things. And Rachel's all her crap. And so we start talking about how it's the worst location. And I think what can happen sometimes when we need to change up an experiment is we're only, we only go down uh, one train of thought and we don't allow for any other pieces of thought and so what we talked about was the negatives but then we were quick to be like okay but what are the positives what are the positives well that room is typically a room that's off limits yeah. to the public yeah we have it's, literal security dudes it's it's typically a room that is behind the curtain it's backstage it's a behind the scene well what we've decided to do is actually to lean into that and call this class uh, the backstage pass where you get a backstage pass to come behind the curtain and see how we do what we do. And it's actually a brilliant way that the worst location becomes the best location. Because new people in the church, they want to come to the pastor's office. They want to see what we're doing and how, how you, it works. Aaron and, says how they make the sausage. Yeah, how the sausage is made. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. Like... Rachel would say how they make the chorizo. <laughs> so they, uh, I think what's, what can happen when we don't want to be flexible is we have a train of thought that we've had, that we've always had, that we've held, and we don't want to change from it. And we have to sometimes go, okay, so I've had this train of thought. I'm very like logical in the way I think, but what are some other perspectives I might be missing? And I think that's why other voices are super important yeah. because we would not, you and I would have not made that decision had we not brought in other people into that conversation. Right. We would have been like, no, they want us to teach it, of course. We're yeah. the greatest. No, uh, it, it should be at a better location with full um, childcare and full big auditorium yeah. with tables and chairs and great lunch. And the other people's perspectives, though, were able to help us see that we could take this thing that wasn't working well yeah. and make it great. You know, the other piece what? is sometimes we don't do stuff because it's not what we want it to be. Well, yeah. But like, okay, so this class, it's not going to be what I want. Right. It's not the location. There's not a lunch. It's not going to be a party. It's going to be back behind stage. You can hear the music. It's like, there's like sombreros and crap on this teacher's wall like it doesn't look good it's not what i want right but do you know what it's not going to be what i want until we build a whole building right 
So like until we're able to uh, come up with 60,000 square feet of permanent facility, which is going to cost 15 to $20 million until we get that, yeah, right. it's not going to be what I want. And so, so I'm, I'm I, not so, where I want to be, but I'm better than I was. So like our we options have to are, change it up. Our yeah. options are, I ain't going to do nothing until it's right, good. Right. Or I'm going to do what I got to do. That's yeah. decent it's to get me to where I have been to get me to where I want to go. Right. And I think that people just aren't doing stuff because it's not worthy of taking a picture, put on Instagram. Mm. Like, no, right. like this class, it's not like we're <laughs> going to do this class and have Easton come in there with a camera and get pictures of it and put it on our website. No, you know why it's going to look like someone's butt. <laughs> it's it's going to look horrible. It's going to look like, uh, yeah, a little bit of a hodgepodge mess. And yet, but we can't not do it just because we're not all the way proud of it. No. Right. And I think that so often we aren't willing to change because what we're doing isn't working, but looks good. Like that is a piece I mm. think that is so, uh, geez, <laughs> is so profoundly true about so many things in our life that, you know, people are driving cars they can't afford. It's not working for their budget, mm -hmm. but it looks good. They're living in houses. They're, you know, all these things. I've done it in my life before where we, we put on this facade of it looks great. It looks shiny. It looks Instagrammable, but it's not actually working. And if we want to really tug into actual more, not fake more, not Instagram more, but real more then we have to be willing to say, Hey, it don't look good. Like when I actually cook a great meal for my family, my kitchen is a wreck. Oh yeah. Like a wreck. Yeah. But it's, it's because it takes work and effort and energy to actually make something good. And so it's a part of the reason I'm driving that Ford Ranger. Ah, uh, yeah, I know. Right. We talked about in the last episode, I got rid yeah. of my nice truck yeah. and I'm driving this little, little, uh, $3,000 cash car. And uh, I'll, I might, I don't know. I might drive it for a year. I might drive it for 10 years. I don't know how long I'm going to drive it. However long. Right. But do you know why? Cause it's possible. Yeah. And I want to be able to tell people at more church yeah. like, Hey, but you could just sell your car. We've got people that have yeah. two car payments. I talked to a guy's car payment. One is $700. The other is $1,100. <laughs> It makes me like, what? It's $1,800 wow. that you're paying to drive around to flex on who? Right. And you're up at the altar praying for money? Yeah. Dude, go buy a, like. Right. Take the step. Take the risk. Like, I, yeah, you don't know what it's going to look like. You're exactly right. You're going to drive that little jank car to work. Yeah. And then what are other people going to think? So, like. So. And are they going to yeah. fire you? Yeah. I don't no, know. No, it's really We good. just, we don't do things. We have. Because we don't know, like all of the outcomes yeah. Yeah. so i drove this little truck to a video shoot that i was doing that a bunch of other pastors were at yeah and they looked at me kind of funny in the parking lot like what is this and yeah. i was like this is my car right and like do they think less of me who knows who cares but who knows who cares yeah the uh, this past weekend actually like easton is 19 he's trying to learn how to like be a man and like grow up and you know have credit and someday buy a house and like all these Whoa. things and we were talking about some of these things in life that you have to make weird sacrifices and be flexible uh that like people don't know and so like years ago you know you knew us like we bought a house when we moved here that was not like our favorite house it was just like 
this is the house we can afford right now. So we bought it. Then when the market was at a place it was, we sold it and lived in a rent house for a year that I hated. Yeah. I hated it. Erin and I couldn't have a conversation or anything else without our kids hearing everything that was happening in our life because our little bitty house that we were staying in, but we were renting it. We knew like there's this whole new season that God's bringing into our life. You opened the garage door and it hit the dryer. That's You're a, right. That's all I remember about that house. You're is, right. I forgot about that. It's like... I could like barely get in yeah. because of where the dryer was right. to the back door. And like we both, Aaron had a great job at that time and I was like transitioning my jobs, but still had decent like income. It wasn't like, oh crap, they're broke. But we felt like God's telling us to do this. We have to take this step. This it, is about to prepare us for where we're going next. And what I'm, what I'm like, the house we live in now, we never would have been able to have and, and I'm so grateful for, but it wasn't about, the flex of the house it's about what it's availed us to do in the rest of our life that now we have the flexibility to the yeah. backward step yeah is the forward step yeah it's been it's a bit of forward propulsion mm -hmm. into i was it was before i came to work here mm -hmm. where i was able to say yeah i can come work here for basically nothing in the beginning yeah uh only because we'd sold the house and we're living in this rent house and had the ability to do it i didn't know that was coming yet yeah I didn't know what God was about to do, um, but I knew that I had to be obedient to take this step backward. And I think I've said it about you all the time, but like one of my greatest uh, pieces of respect and honor for you is that you're always willing to listen to what God says and be obedient quickly in it. Cause I could have heard that prayer um, or heard what God was speaking and said, Hey, like Aaron and I could have been like, yeah, we'll do that at some point when it's, when we get around to it, we'll sell yeah. our house and go rent a house. But we knew God told us to do it. We didn't really know why. Yeah. And like, but watching literally the example of my brother, like, Oh, this is who he's always been. He's always obedient and quickly obedient. Okay. I'm going to trust that that's what we're going to do. Thank you. No, for thank you. Because it's allowed our life to be propelled forward. And so now trying to teach my kid, like, Hey, if God tells you to do it, it might be crazy and weird. And other people might think you're weird. Other people might come to your house and be like, I can't even get in their door without the dryer. Why is this dude pulling up in this tiny car when yeah. I know he's like a monster truck man? Like, yeah. but, but you never know, tug of more person. <laughs> like you never know what your obedience is going to tug in someone else's heart to be obedient and do what God wants to propel in their life. And so we have to do it. What step are you supposed to take? Yeah. I don't know. What step are you supposed to take? Forwards? Backwards? Laterally? Like, what step are you supposed to take? You know you're supposed to take, but you're not taking it because you don't have it all planned out. Really good. Dude, you can't have it all planned out. No. Nothing, like we should do an episode called Nothing Goes According to Plan. Well, and just I'm tell stories down, so and I'll okay. cry. Okay, let's Well, just do tell that. stories. Here's what the episode will be. Trust in crying and telling stories about how nothing has went according to his plan. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch of them too, so it's okay. But like, yeah, dude, once you can settle into nothing's going to go according to plan, yeah. then it's going to help you be able to call plays in real time. In real time. It's going to uh, make you open up and flexible to the things when you need to be flexible. Like for our staff team, if they weren't watching that example and they weren't willing to also be flexible, then when we have plays that we have to call, they wouldn't make it either. They would yeah. be like, oh my word. Cause 
it's not just for those of us making the decisions, it's also for those of us who are following people making decisions that we have to learn how to be flexible in the change that's happening around us. Maybe it's not your call that it changed, mm -hmm. but you sure need to just go along with it, you know? You know that Bible verse uh, that says, be ready in season and out of season? Yeah, yeah. I used to only think that that meant right. to like be ready to preach. <laughs> right. Or like step in and lead in the moment that is needed a leader. Like, spiritual like, leader. Like, hey, Trustin, pastor has diarrhea. So you need to preach. Did you really think minutes. it only meant that? I mean, that's the only way I heard it. Oh. Like anytime I read it, preached it, heard it, be ready in season or out of season. Because I think that it goes on like as a, it says like to present the gospel of Jesus. It's, it's like, right, right, right. But I think that that idea of being ready. Right. Is like for when it goes bad. I was talking to another pastor who's only doing one service. Their church has only ever done one service. Mm. And he won't go to two. Right. Because he doesn't have it all worked out yet. And I said, yeah. well, how long have you been working on working out? Oh, about 18 months. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, until you take the jump. Right. Remember, uh, we decided to go from four services to Wooly Pig in like 18 days. <laughs> like, like right. you've got to take the jump. What's the jump? What jump? Remember Indiana Jones? Yeah. There's the, uh, crap. I don't remember which one it is. Temple of Doom or something where he's at this. Oh no. It's the, the cup. Uh, yeah. it's the, mm -hmm. uh, I know. Yeah. I'll get in a second. And so there's this moment where he's like, comes out of like a rock yeah. and he's like standing in front of a cliff mm -hmm. and he has to get to the other side. And he has to have faith to like take the step yeah. out into the oblivion and he steps and he's like thinking he's going to die. But then there's like this rock bridge that gets him across. Yeah. Maybe we can insert a clip. We have to be willing sometimes to just take the step. Yeah. Like if God's called you to do it or you have peace about it or your wisdom in your life is telling right. you to do that thing, take the step. You're going to be okay. The only reason Peter walked on water is because he got out of the boat. He yeah. didn't have all the answers. No. He had no idea what no. was going to happen. Take, take the risk. Yeah. You can't have everything figured out every single time. No. Yeah. And then be, be, be flexible. Yeah. Start the service. Do your best to get it scheduled. Yeah. Do your best. But if you don't have enough ushers for the first service, guess what? That's okay. Right. Now you know where your holes are and you can recruit for it. Well, exactly. And and then be willing to like jump into the flexibility. Like be willing to say like, okay, we're trying it and then help solve it in the moment, not I knew we shouldn't have changed it. I knew I knew it was going the way. Like I think that the it's not just taking the step, but it's taking the step with the right heart posture when you take it yeah. that allows it to be like, this is gonna be great. We're yeah. trying it and we're just gonna see. And like, there's been times where you and I have been like looking at you like, holy crap, we're, we're doing it. Yeah. Is it gonna work? But we've had to make the commitment of like, we're gonna celebrate this change like it's like it is the greatest egg extravaganza that I still can't think of the name of that we ever saw rather yeah. than, um, than well- Deviled, deviled dev eggs. Deviled, 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 something deviled eggs. I know. Why can't we think of it? Huh? Oh, the deviled the egg deviled toss. Eggles. Oh yeah. The deviled, the egg, deviled toss. egg Like deviled egg. That's what it was. <laughs> the deviled egg toss. Um, but like, 
what was I saying of it? Oh, just that we have to, instead of going into it like, well, I guess we'll make this change, see how it goes. Or like, well, I don't know. But being like, yes, we're going to be flexible. And, and now it's kind of like a, oh, we get to be flexible. We get to try something different. And if it doesn't work, oh, well, we'll try it again. And when we can embrace that uh, flexibility, and it, I really believe that's when God can do the more that he really wants. And yeah. so there's been times where we've made an experimental change shift, taken the step, and then ended up going actually this way rather than this way once we started going. But it was only in having the ability to be like, okay, we trust you, God, we'll just do it, that it's allowed it to go. And so I just feel like in this season, so many people have had to, they've had to adjust. They've had to learn to be flexible. And those who've stayed rigid have been really, uh, it's been very painful. And so it might be a lot easier to just, just bend, just be flexible. Go. What? Uh, blockbuster. <laughs> yeah. You know, they went out of business. Yeah. If you're young, you don't know Blockbuster is a place you used to rent movies. Like you had to go into the physical building to it's rent. like you had a library card, but a Blockbuster card. Well, they don't know what a library, yeah. Do but they not yeah, have library I, cards I, anymore? I don't know. I don't even know. And so they- It's like uh, the app on your phone that you scan. They had like one of their people on their leadership team tell them to stop doing the rewind. Mm, yes. Bless <laughs> you. Be kind, rewind. Because like it was an inconvenience and DVDs were coming out and all these things yeah. and Redbox, you didn't have to rewind, but they refused to make people stop rewinding and charging them because it made up like 9% or 12% of their annual revenue. Yeah. They were unwilling to shift. They were right. unwilling to make this really simple change and they went out of business. Do you know who used to be Amazon? Sears. Right. Did you ever have a Sears catalog growing up? Yes. Sears my, and JCPenney catalog. My both. whole life, my mom had a Sears yeah. catalog, like an inch and a half yeah. thick sitting on the kitchen counter. That was Amazon. Right. But then the internet world came along and they were unwilling to shift and pivot right. and like make some changes that were a little scary, which is a whole other conversation of like the hope of the local church. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> makes Whoa, my brain. He went, he went very deep. <laughs> makes my brain want to explode. Yeah, exactly. Because oh like, wait, what? Because the church, like I hear pastors talk about Blockbuster and uh, Toys R Us and Sears and yeah. Montgomery Wards and all these yeah. things, like they're stupid. Meanwhile, here we are. We're over here with green carpet and organs and plant fake plants on stage, singing "Holy Spirit Rain." <laughs> with the, if you're if you're only listening, you're not watching. I'm doing the spirit fingers. We do they the rain down. <laughs> we're still doing that same crap. Yeah, like it's gonna work. Right. And then we look at Sears like they're dummies. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, I don't know what the future is. And then we talk about about pastors who are changing it up and doing. We're like, all oh, these pastors throwing eggs at the devil. <laughs> <laughs> who do they think they are? Man, these preachers getting women executives. Oh, good God. They're definitely ungodly. <laughs> but it's true. And so, yeah. Do we want to be obsolete in 10 years? Yeah. Because Blockbuster really did go from like, it was less than 10 years. It went from. They went from king of the world to nothing every, overnight. Every small town in America yeah. had a blockbuster. Yeah. Everywhere is a mega Everywhere, franchise. Right. To Do you know now that there's still one blockbuster that exists? There's Where? still one blockbuster that exists and has been turned into an Airbnb. And what you do is, is you can go and rent it out and stay the night no. in, in a authentic blockbuster. And it has like the popcorn machine and the candy bar really? and all the movies. And there's like beds in the middle. And so you can go and stay there and you can just pick any movie off the wall and put it in. But you have to rewind it. 
Yeah. Or you get the pizza. But yeah, that's a kind of a cool, like, <laughs> no, date nighty, cool. like, like for kids of our yeah. generation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But no, it's what? now went from king of the hill to a cliche joke. Mm. Yeah. And no. so you've got to be willing to shift, pivot, change, add a service, delete a service, hire somebody, fire somebody. Come on, somebody. Start the business, sell the house. Start the podcast, move the podcast, get, move it again, move get, it again. Get rid of the expensive car and buy a jalopy. Dude, shake it up Yeah. and watch what happens. It's true. Dude, we love you guys. Love y'all. So glad that you're a part of our Tugmore team. Like, tag, share, follow, comment, and ask a question. Any question that you've got, hit us up. We'd love to talk about it. Love y'all. See ya.